And if that means I got to suck it up and get on the treadmill once in a while, it hurts my heart to say it, but I'm probably going to do it. But thankfully I don't have to. Episode 901 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode, best of-ish edition. Today's quick tip, running outside in the winter without slipping and falling. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, got a little announcement for you. No no real sp- sponsor plugs, anything like that. None of my stuff, none of the affiliates, nothing like that. Uh, but letting you know a little something, something that we got going on for January the 1st, 2021, um, which if you're listening to this, when this comes out is exactly two weeks from today. So if you're, if you're a little bit behind and you're not getting to this until like, you know, July, A, it's winter related. So it's, it, unless you're down under, it may or may not uh, really apply at the moment. But, uh, you know, if you get this after the first of the year, eh, maybe the moment has passed. But on January 1st this year, we're going to have a little fun. We're going to put on a little event. Um, and by put on a little event, I mean, it's going to be basically like a fat ass style thing, which if you're not familiar with the vernacular, that kind of just means that, hey, show up and, and, and participate. Uh, you can do as much as you want, as little as you want. There's no cost. There's no medals. There's no, there's no real fancy stuff that comes from it. Uh, but we're going to have a little challenge that's going to take place inside the Facebook group. All the details, you can find them there in a post that went out yesterday, which is today as I'm recording. That's funny how time travel works in the world of podcasting. Um, but basically what we're going to do is every hour on the hour, you have the opportunity to run a 5K, which I know I'm not the biggest 5K fan, but the difference between hammering out a, f- a hard 5K and just kind of logging 3.1 miles. Um, but basically on January the 1st, from midnight, from the time the ball drops until you know 11:59 p.m. Uh, on the night of the first, uh, you have the opportunity of running as many 5Ks as you want. You can do one, you can do ten, you can do every hour on the hour, you can do every couple hours, however you want to do it. I don't care, uh, but let's have a little fun, kick off the new year right. Um, and what we're gonna do is inside the Facebook group, I'll put a post up that that morning. And by that morning, I mean it'll be scheduled to go out at midnight because my butt is gonna be still in bed at that time. Um, but the post will go out and uh, you you comment or you put a put a number in or you do something. I don't know. The details are on that post um, for every hour that you do a 5K. And uh, for everybody who participates with at least one, you get a free coaching call. You can use it whenever you want. You can use it right off the bat to, to schedule something and say, hey, um, you know, kind of help me get my plans together for the new year. You can hold off on it until races are happening. You want some, you know, maybe a pre-race pep talk or kind of a, an idea on your race strategy. That's cool. You can hold it until you need it somewhere way down the line. And, uh, you know, maybe there's an injury that pops up or you have a little question on how to, how to schedule something or how to work through a little niggle or whatever the case might be. We can jump on the phone and talk through it. But basically moral of the story is if you do one 5k walking, crawling, running, whatever, um, on January the 1st, Let's jump on the phone and chat for 30 minutes for free. Um, if you do more than that, cool. And we'll do something, probably some random drawings for some different giveaways or something along the lines like that. And so the more 5Ks you do, the more entries that you get. Um, again, all the details detailed. All the details detailed. Eh, I, get, I think that works. Uh, in the post, in the Facebook group. So if you're not part of the Facebook group and you want to participate in the the New Year's Day challenge or New Year's Day, Day Diz Runs Fat Ass or I don't know, whatever, whatever it's going to be officially called, uh, you got to get in the Facebook group. So, uh, point your, point your browser over to, uh, facebook.com or I'm sorry, disruns.com slash Facebook. Or if you're on Facebook, just search for the, uh, disruns tribe, click to join, have some fun with us. And, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's log some miles. Let's kick off the new year in style, maybe in crazy style. I don't know, but again, you can do as much or as little as you want. Totally up to you. 
um, because that's that's the beauty of a fat ass. There's no there's no there's really no rules. Um, I mean, we put a couple guidelines in, but no no hard and fast rules. Nothing that you have to do, um, other than just show up and have some fun, and that's that's the name of the game. So uh, look for that coming. Look for the post yesterday. Look for the the post uh, on January first to log your miles and uh, have some fun at the same time. So anyway, let's uh, dive into today's best of ish episode. For those that are new around these parts. We typically do these one a month uh, towards the end of the month, do a little best of ish where I look at an at episode from the past, from the archives that uh, maybe has fallen out of the uh, most of the podcast players and kind of bring it back. Not bringing you know, like this is a new take on the, on the same topic. Uh, probably going to be pretty similar to uh, today's original episode, which, which aired in December of 2016. So this is four years plus old ago, uh, episode 346 is uh, the original episode, which basically is copy and pasted for the show notes for today. Uh, but let's let's talk about slipping and falling in the wintertime because let's let's not kid ourselves. That's that's a valid concern for those of you that live in places where it's proper winter. Uh, for those of us that live in the south where it's not proper winter, we just get we get we get pretend cold once in a while. Slipping and falling on ice and snow, not really a concern that I have these days with my in, in my running life. But uh, for those of you that, that aren't aware, I'm from the north, grew up in, in northern Michigan, uh, spent 18 winters there before I'd had enough and said, I'm going to go to college in Florida and basically haven't looked back at uh, proper winter since then. But I know what it's like to be out, out and about on ice and snow and uh, slush and all of the, the disgusting and uh, for those of you that are maybe new to running outdoors or, or a little bit skittish about running outdoors in the winter months, hopefully some of these tips will help you, um, you know, maybe venture off the treadmill once in a while. If, if, if you're like me and not the biggest treadmill fan, if you're like Thessaly and you just love yourself some treadmill, then just, just dive into the treadmill this year and don't, uh, don't look back. But if you want to get outside a little bit um, and you're worried about slipping and falling, here are some suggestions to hopefully help you stay upright. When it comes to running in uh, the winter, the winter weather. Uh, first of all, though, the, the the disclaimer that I have to to give, I guess, because I mean, not that you'd want to sue me for anything anyway, because I have nothing. Um, but but the disclaimer is that you know these things will help you avoid slipping and falling, but there's no guarantees. All right, um, if you if you live in the in the in the ice and snow, you know that just when you think everything's good to go, that's when that's when you're good to go down when it comes to slipping and falling. So be careful out there. Uh, still use some common sense. Still be smart uh, because slipping and falling, that's a good way to get injured, right? Whether it's the fall from the impact, whether it's you know trying to catch yourself and, and breaking something, um, pulling something, spraining something, straining something. Ain't nobody got time for any of that, especially coming out of 2020. We want to have a good, solid start to 2021. So be smart out there. Uh, but if you're going to run outside, which y'all know is exactly what I'd be doing if I lived up north as well, uh, here are some things to keep in mind. First and foremost, when it comes to staying upright while running in the ice and snow, the most important thing you can do is keep your feet beneath you. All right. Um, if, if you're running and you're overstriding a little bit, you're, you're taking bigger strides, you're landing with your foot out in front of you, or you're really trying to drive and push off behind you. Uh, those are the times when you're most likely to blow a tire, to spin your wheels a little bit. Why? Well, let's, let's get all sciencey, right? Like uh, you all know, I love putting on my science nerd hat once in a while. Uh, the fact of the matter is that the coefficient of friction is highest when your, when your foot is directly underneath your body, right? When your foot is underneath your center of mass, you got as much weight pressing down on your foot as possible. That's when you're least likely to slip. The farther out your foot gets in front of you, the farther out your foot extends behind you, 
the the less weight you have on your your foot pressing straight down. Now your now your weight's pressing a little bit on an angle, which means the coefficient of friction is less, which means you're more likely to 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 skid a little bit, to slip, to slide, to uh, to to again to spin your wheels, and that's when you're most likely to you know you, you do that. I mean, it's a recipe for slipping and falling, right? So what does that mean for us as running? Well, hopefully you're already landing with your foot mostly underneath your center of mass anyway, because that's that's the best way to do it as far as reducing the, the amount of force and uh, not really reducing the amount of force, but reducing some of the, the, the load onto various parts of your body and reducing your chance of injury. Another topic for another day, but that's something we've talked about before when it comes to running form, heel striking. It's okay to heel strike as long as your foot's landing underneath you, right? If you're landing way out in front of you, uh, that's where heel striking can really get you in trouble. So if you haven't already kind of focused on your form by trying to keep your feet underneath you when you're running, at least when you're landing, okay, now's a good time to work on that because you get that foot out in front of you, more likely to slip and fall. When it comes to pushing behind you, yes, you're going to have to, you, like you're not going to stop your stride with your foot underneath you every time. Otherwise, you'd basically be marching in place, okay? So you're going to extend out. But don't be trying to really extend crazy, all right? This isn't the time to be driving hard when you're concerned about slipping and falling, all right? Shorter strides, you know, maybe focus a little bit more on turnover. Um, Keeping that that foot as close underneath you as possible is just the best thing you can do to avoid or to reduce the risk of slipping and falling. You may not be able to avoid it completely, but less likely to slip slip and slide when that foot is underneath you as opposed to when it's really extending out behind you pushing off trying to to run with maximal power which not for nothing not part of the show notes but something to add here you're more likely to to not slip and slide when you're running easy in the in the winter months so you know if you've got a race coming up or you're dying to do some speed work so some type of tempo run something like that maybe save those for the days when uh you know you didn't get any snow overnight the plows have been out maybe get a little sunshine it kind of melts uh you know any little black ice things like that um because the harder you're pushing the higher intensity that you're running, the more likely that you're going to slip and fall because you're generating more force. You're also extending farther out behind. So that whole coefficient of friction thing rears its ugly head again. You got to do some science today. Um, but, you know, keeping your feet underneath you, running easy most of the time, best bet to avoid slipping and falling. Another thing to do, look a couple steps ahead as you're running. All right. Don't get, don't get too caught up in gazing way out at the horizon, which is probably ideal when it comes to form. Um, also don't get two tunnel vision right at, at the foot you're taking or right where your foot is about to land. You, know, you kind of got to treat running in the ice and snow almost like you do running on the trail. Okay. So you're looking out maybe six, to eight feet in front of you so that you're kind of seeing what's ahead. You know, on the trail, you're looking for holes. You're looking for rocks. You're looking for roots, things like that. So you can, Hey, I see that thing out there. I need to adjust my stride a little bit. I need to shift to the left, shift to the right, chop my feet a little bit. Uh, make sure that my, my left foot lands here. So my right foot can clear the obstacle, whatever the case might be. You're kind of doing the same thing when it comes to running uh, in ice and snow, running in the wintertime conditions. You got to be you got to be looking ahead for where are there there possible trouble spots. Where does it look like it might be a little glazy? Like it might be a little bit of ice right there. All right, where is the softer snow that I might sink down and not know exactly what's underneath it? Where is it good, firm, packed that I can maybe trust a little bit more if I land right there? Where's that that edge on the on the uh, um, corner of the curb maybe where? It might be ice. It might also be a thin layer of ice with some slush underneath. I don't think you need me to tell you that, you know, when it's 25 degrees outside or 31 degrees outside and there's that little layer of ice, but it maybe hasn't frozen all the way through yet. That's not the best time to test the waterproof abilities of your shoe. All right. When it's, when it's that cold, not exactly ideal. So be watching where you're going. That way you can adjust. 
Because just like when you're trying to, to generate lots of power and really push hard and run hard, you're more likely to slip and fall. You're also more likely to slip and fall if you're trying to make quick cuts. You know, if, you, if you're not paying attention, all of a sudden, oh, shit, you know, there's some, there's some slush right there and you try to, to juke out of the way, you're more likely to slip right there. Versus if you can see it coming six feet out, you can make a nice gradual turn, gradual adjustment to the path you're on, and you can avoid it. Likewise, if, you, if you're paying attention farther out in front, Maybe you see traffic coming, a car coming. Cars aren't paying attention. I mean, they're not paying attention anyway. They're definitely not paying attention when it's ice and snow and cold and winter out there because they're like, who in their right mind would be out there running? Well, we make an argument that our minds aren't right, but we're the ones out there running in the ice and snow, um, but they're not paying attention. So you see them coming and you're going to have to maybe slow down a little bit, make sure that they're giving you the right away. Also, again, y'all that, that live in the North, you know this, just because they see you and and they're, yeah, all right, I see you coming. Doesn't mean the car's going to stop right at the line, right? Like you might be in the, in the, uh, crosswalk. They might be well aware of where you are. They might be slowing well down, but we all know that have lived in ice and snow and driven in ice and snow, that there's always that chance that you might slip and slide a little bit in the car when you come into that stop, no matter how slow you're easing into that stop, right? So you don't want to be in the crosswalk when the car is lining up to stop and they hit a little bit of, of ice right there at the intersection and slide into you. Hopefully they're not going fast enough to cause any real damage, but you don't want to roll the dice, right? So make sure you're watching a few feet ahead as you're approaching an intersection, look and see if any cars are coming and then slow down. So you don't have to try to slam on the brakes right at the last minute because now more likely to go, uh, feet up, booty down, slamming into the ground and maybe having a car rolling on top of you. A whole host of options that none of them, none of which are good. So pay attention to what's coming. So you don't have to try to stop real quick, turn real quick. And you also, you see what's coming so you can avoid any other little slippery spots that might be approaching as you go. What about getting a little bit of outside assistance? All right. So you, you can be smart about, you know, where you're running, watching where you're going, keeping your feet underneath you, all that good stuff. But Hey, there's nothing wrong with tilting the odds even more in your favor by wearing some type of footwear. That's going to give you a little bit of extra traction. All right. And you got some options, right? One option is to run with trail shoes in the winter time, even though you're running on the roads. Why is that an option? Well, a good trail shoe is going to have a lot more tread, a lot more grip to it, which is why it's good on the trails, good on helping you stay upright on slippery, muddy, rocky, loose gravel type of conditions. Same thing, you know, holds true when you're coming on, uh, running on ice and snow. All right. Is it perfect? No, but does it give you a little bit more grip, especially if you get just, a, you know, I mean, you know, it doesn't take much when it comes to ice and snowpack and things like that to go from real slippery to actually having a little bit of, of, of you know, stability to it. If there's a little bit of, of sand that's in there, or a little bit of texture, a little bit of something like that, you add a trail shoe on top of that. You're even less likely to slip and fall. All right. So, so, you know, bring your trail shoes out and wear them. Now, one possible downfall of that is that a lot of trail shoes are a little bit more breathable so that when you're running through water, the, the water can drain out. Well, if you're running through some snow, even if it's not, even if it's not wet snow, even if you're not running through a slush puddle, you get a little snow on there. It melts from the heat and it might, you might get some wet feet as a result. So be, be aware all right, that, that maybe depending on the situation, trail shoes may not be the best option. Um, but if you're running on fairly, you know, plied, plowed, mani- manicured, snow blown, snow shoveled areas, um, a good trail shoe may be the perfect little extra bit of, of confidence that you can run out there and run confidently without slipping and falling. It might be that, that little piece that keeps you upright this winter. So, trail shoes, definitely a fan when it comes to winter running. What about something else? What about some yak tracks? Something that uh, gets talked about just about every year, this time of year, uh, in various running circles. And basically what yak tracks are, it's like a, uh, basically like, like cleats almost, right? Like, like it's, it's on a, uh, like elastic band, uh, some metal type of, of, um, 
you know, kind of jaggedy, basically like external tread for your shoe. You slip the, the elastic bit over your shoe. The metal bits are at the bottom of the shoe on the, like on the outside of the sole now. So when you're running, they dig into the ice, they dig into the snow a little bit. They give you a little bit of extra, extra grip. All right. Easy peasy. You slip them on, you slip them off. Doesn't do any damage to your shoe. Uh, I would, I would imagine I've never, I've never worn yak track, so I have no firsthand experience, but I'd imagine that they do a little bit of, that it could be a little bit annoying if you're on some hard, you know, some cement that's clear that doesn't have any ice or any snow like that. They might be a little bit annoying. I don't know. Try them out. See, but on some ice, on some snowpack, something like that, definitely going to help give you a little bit of extra grip. So maybe it's worth a little bit of, of clinkety clinkety on the, the sidewalk to get to where it's a little bit icier, a little bit snowier. Hey, we got some extra grip. We're good to go. And again, something you can take on, take off. No factor doesn't impact your shoes. No long lasting effects there. Not a bad idea. Another idea that again, I have no firsthand experience with, but I know people that do it and swear by it is to, to use like sheet metal screws to kind of make your own yak track. So what they do, you got to have a shoe with a little bit of, of tread into them, obviously a little bit of cushion. Uh, but then you just take some small, small screws and, and the machine ones. So, you know, if you go to the Lowe's home Depot, hardware store, whatever, the machine screws are always going to have like a, a bit of a, of a thick head sticking out of them. Uh, and you just screw those into the actual sole of your shoe. Again, you need to make sure you got enough cushion there that when you're wearing them, you don't have these screw screw bits, you know, digging into your feet. Uh, but you put a couple along, along like the, uh, the, the forefoot of your shoe. Um, and that just helps to kind of dig in when you're running. If you're going to do this, I would, I would advise using some like older shoes, some shoes that you don't mind having some holes in them because, or just make these permanent winter running shoes. Um, because you know, if you take the screws, you can always take the screws back out of them, but now you got holes in the bottom of your shoes. Uh, again, not the end of the world. That's kind of what, you know, you're, you're doing that on purpose. Uh, but just something to think of if you don't want to get some fancy yak tracks, you can just DIY it with a couple of, uh, you know, with a handful of machine screws and you're good to go. And you know, you just long keep, keep the, the, the stem of the screw short. Obviously you don't, again, you don't want to dig it in your feet. You don't want it causing extra pressure points on the bottoms of your feet. But if you can, if you can get a couple of those and some thicker shoes, you might be good to go with a bit more traction. So all those options work. I know people that do all of those different things and lo and behold are able to run through most of the winter without too many slips and falls. But again, that, that possibility is always there. So what happens if you do start to slip and fall again, hopefully for those of you that live in the North, these are fairly common sense things, but if you, again, if you're not really used to running in the winter months, might be something you haven't thought about before, or if you haven't thought about it since last, you know, February or last March, maybe you need that little refresher, that little reminder. So if you feel like you're going to, like you're going down, if you feel like you're starting to slip and fall, if you still have a little bit of control over the, the situation, what should you do? Aim for the snow pile. Just like when you're driving and you feel like you feel that back end of the car start to, to slip a little bit. What do you do? You steer to the steer to the snowbank because it's soft, right? I mean, it might not be soft, soft, but at least it's got the best chance of not being rock hard. So you want to hit that with your car, hopefully avoid any major serious damage. Same thing when you're falling. If you're running on the sidewalk and you feel like something's slipping and you, and you can try to propel yourself a little bit towards the snowbank that's, that's, you know, a couple feet away instead of going straight down on the sidewalk, probably a good idea. So aim for the snowbank, aim for the, the, the soft, the, the, the soft powder anytime you can, um, Again, it's not going to be foolproof. You may not always have the ability to, to change your trajectory when you start to slip and slide, but if you do, go for the softer part. Go for the snow drift, if at all possible. Or, you know, just the area where they shovel the snow off. Whatever it is, wherever there's snow, that's what you want to hit instead of the hard ice or the hard cement, hard concrete, things like that, if possible. The other thing to keep in mind, and this is hard to do. This is hard to do 
because it's it goes against every bit of, of reaction that you have. But if you're going to go down, try not to reach out with your arms or your hands to break your fall. All right? Uh, I'll save you all the, the details, but... You know, kind of the running joke when I was in college is that anytime we were talking about upper body injuries from hands, from fingers to hands, to wrist, to forearm, to elbow, to arm, to shoulder, to clavicle, to collarbone. I mean, literally every injury that we talked about was like, what is one possible way of getting injured? Falling on an outstretched arm. Because when you start to go down, when you start to fall, the first, the first instinct that we all have is to reach out try to catch ourselves, try to prevent ourselves from slamming our face or our, our chest or whatever into the ground. We try to catch ourselves with our hands, right? But when you do that, if your arms are locked out and you hit, man, there's a good chance that you might be breaking an arm, breaking a finger, separating a, a, an elbow joint. I mean, whatever. There's all kinds of things that can happen when you fall on an outstretched arm. So if you have a little bit of wits about you, try to not reach for the ground. Try to rotate so you're landing like kind of on your back, kind of roll through it. Um, maybe, maybe reach a little bit, but not with an arm all the way outstretched to just kind of help to, to facilitate that turn. I'll tell you what, it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to not reach your arms out when you fall. Every time I fall, when I, when I ate it on the trail, you know, last weekend in the, uh, the blaze pioneer 50 K, um, I reached with my arms, you know, I, I, I kind of, I didn't catch myself cause I went down, but my hand was down kind of rolling through it, you know, kind of, kind of rolled through it, but definitely Definitely didn't keep my arms by my side or arms across my chest like, quote unquote, you should do when you're falling. So try to keep that in mind. Keeping your hands close to your body uh, just helps to, to mitigate the chance of some type of broken upper arm bone, which, you know, in the end of, at the end of the day probably isn't a, a life-threatening deal. But yeah, ain't nobody got time for a, a broken humerus or a dislocated elbow or a fractured metatarsal because you slipped and fell on the ice. All right. So try to keep your arms close if you can. Um, it's hard to do though. It's hard to do though. I, I understand. So, you know, aim for the snowbank, whether your arms in or out, aiming for the snowbank is always going to be your best bet. Cause it's a little bit softer, a little bit less likely to cause some serious, serious damage. So those are, those are my thoughts. Those are my tips for running in the snow. Keep your feet underneath you, uh, stick to running easy. Uh, always be looking ahead so you can try to adjust before you have to try to slam on the brakes or make a turn at the last minute. And don't be afraid to get a little assistance, get some trail shoes or some yak tracks or something like that. But at the end of the day, if you're not comfortable running on the ice and snow, if you're worried about slipping and falling, don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Stay inside, uh, get on the treadmill, run on the indoor track. If you don't have those options or you're like me and you really would rather not do those types of things, do a little bit of, um, you know, some yoga, some strength training, some Pilates, get a little extra sleep, do some foam rolling, do some of the little things, you know, it, no one run is do, is do or die. And even if you're in the, the North of the North, right, there's going to be some days when it's brutal out there, but there's going to be some days that it's not too bad. You know, there's going to be some days that the sun's out and it might be around freezing. And that might be a time that you're a bit more comfortable to get out there and go for a run. So go out and run then on the days when it's really nasty, when it, the, the, the blizzard just came through or the ice storm just came through. Hey, you know what? If you want to go out and you feel comfortable, hey, more power to you. You be you, you do you, right? But if you're not so sure, it's okay to stay in. You're not less of a runner. You know, I I don't have to deal with it, obviously, but if I'm if I'm honest, there's a pretty good chance I'd I'd probably find myself on the treadmill once in a while if uh, I lived somewhere where it was really proper winter. All right. I just, you know, ain't, like I said, ain't nobody got time for injuries this time of year, this time of my life. Um, and if that means I got to suck it up and get on the treadmill once in a while, uh, it hurts my heart to say it, but I'm probably going to do it. But thankfully I don't have to. 
So, you know, you do you. Get on the treadmill if you got to. Get on the elliptical. Ride the bike. Whatever. Just stay healthy this this winter, all right? And hopefully some of these tips will help you do so by helping to reduce the risk of slipping and falling. So you want to check out the show notes for today, which, like I said, they're pretty much the same as from before. A couple little tweaks and adjustments, but uh, today's show notes is disruns.com slash 901. And uh, always, as per usual, would love to hear what you think about today's episode. So let me know at disruns on Twitter, at disruns on Instagram. You can always also send an email to disruns at gmail.com. And like I said, head to the show notes, disruns.com slash 901. Down there at the bottom of the page is the comment section. Leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways there. And uh, let me know what uh, what your tried and true method is for staying upright when it comes to running outside in the winter months. So uh, with that, we'll get ready to about wrap this one up. I uh, hope you enjoyed this one. If you did, hit that share button. Send along to a friend. Maybe that, that new running friend you have that lives up north somewhere where it's icy and snowy. Say, hey, might want to listen to this one. Try, try your best to stay upright this winter while you're getting your miles in. Um, and if you want to have some fun on New Year's Day, I don't know if it'd be fun. Your, your your mileage may vary on whether or not it's going to be fun. But if you want to participate in a little a little New Year's running event, head over to the Facebook group, disruns.com slash Facebook. Uh, join the party. Look for the details. And uh, I think it's going to be a good time. I think there's going to be a lot of people participating as well, which is pretty cool. So check it out, disruns.com slash Facebook. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. You know, I mean, not the quickest quick tip ever. But we're not in the 30-minute category. So, you know, progress, progress, not perfection. I don't know. You be the judge on that. But this is the last quick tip of 2020. We'll be back on New Year's Day with another quick tip. Because next week, of course, Christmas Day, we get a little Q&A action. So stay tuned for that one. But uh, y'all, until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll see you in 2021 with a new quick tip episode, all right? But until then, see you. (laughs) 